Welcome to the Honest Conversations with My Pastor podcast. We sit down every week with our pastor, Andrew Zanako, and ask some honest questions about what we heard from God in the previous Sunday sermon. The goal of this podcast is to help connect the dots of what God speaks to us on a Sunday morning in our everyday lives. We pray this podcast equips and encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Welcome, everybody, to Honest Conversations with my pastor. This is Karis Freegi. Yep, got Sam here, too. Woohoo! Dream team right here. <laughs> we are going to grill Pastor Andrew. Ooh, let's go. On uh, this past week, we talked about our Biblical Formation series, which um, if you've missed any of them, go back and listen to them. They're just very, very rich. Uh, yes, we're on Section 3, Brokenness, and we're talking about sex, gender, and sexuality. Yes. So today will be... It's a lot. It's, it yeah, feels like right. a very, um, it is what is buzzing in the sound waves in the world mm-hmm. and in the church. And we need clarity and compassion. Amen. It's Jimmy Cyber would yeah, say. Jimmy Cyber would say, oh, yes. praise the Lord. Absolutely. Um, but I think uh, one of the things that I enjoyed, if you missed this past week's message, go back and listen to it before you listen to this. Um, right. We're just trying to bring clarity. Right, that would be yes. helpful. Yeah. I think one of the things I appreciated was you kind of laying out, I felt like, very broad strokes of gender. Mm. Um, Man, woman, masculinity, femininity. Mm -hmm. But I also want to say, for a lot of our audience who's listening today, those things seem understood and not very hurtful. Like, it's like, oh, of course, I'm a woman. I've loved being a woman my whole life. Mm -hmm. My husband has loved being a man. Um, But there are a significant amount of people who have real, uh, like, hurt Mm -hmm. behind even the idea of what a man should be and all of us can probably think of bad examples of yeah. people mm-hmm. who took the word respectable even, which is something you used, mm-hmm. and abused it mm-hmm. and have abused, which I appreciated that you said that. Um, I guess before we begin, it's just what are your what are what would you say to people who have significant hurt in this area as we approach oh, this mm-hmm. subject? Yeah. Um I would first say I'm really sorry that yeah. you've been hurt by whoever, yes. whenever. And yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um so don't know what else to say past that. I'm really sorry. And um, then I would say to them the same thing I would say to the people who are maybe saying, this is perfectly understood. I've always loved being a woman. I've always loved mm-hmm. being a man. I think it's like, okay, that's great too. But regardless of where you're coming from, let's not build on our experiences. Nice. Let's build on the word of God. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the people who have been hurt or confused, it's like, okay, I'm really sorry you've been hurt. So in the interest of healing and wholeness, yeah. let's not talk about your idea or my idea. Let's come to the Bible and let's talk about this. Um, Let's talk about how the Bible wants to talk about it and not how the Bible doesn't want to talk about it or how I do, but the Bible doesn't. Let's just come to the Word of God. And then to the people, I think, on the other side too, like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, I've always loved being a woman. I've always loved being a man. It's like, okay, that's great. But can you even define that? Like, (laughs) so how how have you been defining that? Just because you, you have been, you have felt, confident in all of these things. Um, we all, I think, have attached um, maybe non-primary elements of masculinity right. and assigned them as primary elements. Yes. And the same thing with femininity. Right. Not to say that some of those secondary things aren't more feminine or more masculine, sure. but that doesn't make them primary. Yeah. And so my goal in the message and in discussing the question will what does the what how does the bible define this yeah. which is the question i think we're all asking because mm-hmm. we want to be biblically formed mm-hmm. so what is a biblically formed definition of these two things 
And people have been trying to ask, answer that question for a long time. And I think that we've gotten messy, more messy than we need to be. And that has probably led to some of the hurt and some of the confusion right. and, and whatever, and things like that. So my goal was to say, well, let's look at the arc of scripture starting in Genesis all the way through. What is, what are the, what are the, what, what are the common threads, the baseline common thread starting points mm. that God calls men to and women to as they express who they are as men and women. Mm. And so that was my goal in giving these definitions of masculinity, saying the common thread across the board is that masculinity is sacrificing yourself to create environments for other people to thrive yeah. and be who God's called them to be. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the, then for, for feminine, God has created you and called you to nurture growth and life in others, mm -hmm. in, in other in, in situations. That's a common thread that you see it very clearly right. in the garden. We see it go throughout the rest of scripture. So to me, those are radically broad, yeah. how you live that out. Mm -hmm. But that baseline of you, you can live out that right. masculinity a bazillion different ways mm -hmm. and still be doing that one thing. Mm -hmm. Right. I think what I liked about both of those definitions was it is it, that is God in mm -hmm. two right. definitions. Yes, like, exactly. He sacrifices himself. Yes. And then he also nurtures and creates growth in, a, in an environment we, we feel right. safe. And so I think as I look at that, I'm like, oh, we are, we're two parts to express who God is to a world. Yeah. Exactly. hurting world. But I liked what you said, because I don't know, Sam, if you can relate to this. As a little girl, there were definitely things about me that I thought, this isn't girly. Like, it's mm -hmm. not girly for me to have this physical attribute, sure. or mm -hmm. it's not girly for me to enjoy this thing. And it became a voice in my head of self-hatred, probably. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Which, thankfully, the Lord caught early on. But I, I think you can really tunnel from there. I don't know if guys sure. feel that way. Uh, oh, absolutely. Totally, they do. 100%. Yeah. So I like, I like that you're encouraging even people who— are like, I love being a woman and a yeah. man. It's like, yeah. well, why? Is it yeah. just because you were the cheerleader or you were the football player mm -hmm. and you've always fit the mold? And Or can you like right. unattach even that identity to mm -hmm. it? And are you really running the race that God has called you as mm -hmm. a woman? Yeah. Well. Yeah, and I think what you're hitting on is there's, there's we are working on a biblically, we are searching for the biblically formed yeah. right, description of masculinity and femininity. That doesn't necessarily deal with the cultural Right. right definitions of masculinity <laughs> and femininity, which aren't necessarily automatically in themselves bad. Right. Every culture has its cultural expression right. of these things. And so that's fine. And mm -hmm. so we can navigate those the way we need to navigate them, right. but that's a separate conversation. So right. whether football, liking football is masculine or feminine is a cultural conversation. And like I said at the beginning of the message, we're not really having that conversation. Right. We're right. having the Bible conversation. Yeah. So. I love being a man. It's like, well, if you want to be a Bible man, right. that means you that love matters. sacrificing yourself to create other right. environments. Right, it's not necessarily thrive. you love hunting it's, and camping yeah, when you exactly. have a exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's like, okay, which isn't necessarily <laughs> not manly. It's just not what we're talking about. Yes. So, yeah. and then same thing right. for femininity. I love being a woman. It's like, well, that means if we're going to talk about the Bible, right. what you're saying is I love nurturing growth and life in others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. That doesn't mean you like, you know, you like dresses and being pretty. Yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know? I mean, the thing I loved about both of the definitions, just personally, is like, I mean, I see Jesus in both of them, like mm. you said. It's like, mm. it it takes, both of them take sacrifice. Both mm -hmm. of them take giving yourself for the betterment of others. Neither of them is self-centered. Right. Yes. That's, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. That's and and point. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that go, it, it's, these definitions are building on what we've talked about already, which is what yes. does it mean to be human? 
it means to image God. Right. That's what it means to exactly. be human. And so being masculine, what does it mean to be masculine? It means I am demonstrating, I am reflecting the masculine parts of the image of God. Yes. I'm imaging the masculine parts of God. Yeah. What does it mean to be feminine? I image and carry the feminine parts of God. Yeah. And none of those have anything to do with me and my preferences or my culture or my right the way I got brought up or all of those sort of things. It cuts through all that stuff. Right. And I, which I think is the most helpful thing. And and even as we navigate these questions that we're going to talk about today or mm-hmm. anything that anybody's thinking about and thinking, how do I apply this to my life? We are so um, used to funneling our entire lives through culture first. Oh, right. And part of this whole process is, no, we actually, we need to put the Bible first. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't need to look at the Bible answer through a cultural lens. Right. I need to look at cultural answers through the Bible lens. Yeah. Exactly. I think so much of that answers a lot of our questions if yeah. we start there, honestly. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, as, as a mom, and you all have littles too, mm-hmm. but like it feels like this is being attacked um, yeah. culturally, like taking away. Oh, yeah. It's not important that my daughter um, even identifies as a woman. It's mm-hmm. important that my son would be able to explore, like does he want to be a man? Mm-hmm. And I mean, all of that, like I know it makes my skin crawl just because I'm like, oh, that just feels wrong because— I obviously the environment I was raised in, but I think like what is the heart behind mm-hmm. me saying to my kids, No Haven, like you are a woman because mm-hmm. God made you that way. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels like an obedience and a submission piece. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say to that? Yeah, I, I completely agree yeah, with absolutely. you. I think that the attack on these things, especially for our kids, is a massive deal. And I think it's why we have to start getting really clear on it yeah. and why as Christians, we need to say, okay, I I have a definition of feminine that I can hang on to, right. meaning enough to raise my daughters on that. Yeah. So right. I can raise my daughters on that definition. I can raise my son on this definition. And I and I can start there and then step into the cultural gender conversations of camo and dresses and trucks right. and yeah. flowers and all of these sort of things. And yeah. I and I can approach I can approach those for what they are. Right. They are they matter mm-hmm. at different levels sure. and stuff. You know, like yeah. yeah, those are that's where people want to have a lot of conversation about uh, you know, gender is so culturally defined and therefore mm-hmm. it's so fluid and spectrums and all those right. sort of things. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Right. We can we can approach those spectrums and fluid things, but we are approaching them from a rooted place. Right. Not we're not just starting from the place of like, well, everything's fluid, so we'll see where we all land. It's like, yeah. no, I am standing on a rock. Right. And now I'm navigating these fluid things. And that's just what the gospel provides for us in general, how who we need to be as Christians in the world that we're living in. So there's still a lot of conversations to have yeah. to your point, you know, as parents raising kids or, yeah. or as people navigating their own the the way they express themselves right now in such a environment that, like you said, Karis is so uh, buzzing in the in the sound waves of right. culture that like, you know, women are fighting. Well, if I don't have this interest, am I really a woman? Mm. You know, and it's like, well, this gives us a place to land on. It's like, no, no, no. Biologically, I am a woman. Right. Which means God has designed me to be feminine which means he has called me to nurture growth and life in others. Now I can express that. Mm-hmm. Right. So whether you like dresses or not, nurture life and growth in others. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so we have to have a starting point where culture is telling us there's no, there is no absolute. 
there is no starting point. And what the argument goes is they work backwards. They start with all the fluid stuff right. to prove that there's no starting point. Right. Right. Like, well, it's, it's a it's a compassion is like the umbrella. I think sure. like the, the the attempt mm. is let's love people make sure they feel safe so mm. that if they want to not identify. So if all the hurt in their life has caused mm. them to think, I don't want to be a man anymore mm. because I'm not fitting the mold. Yeah. Like it, but it is it is a, okay, so this leads into the next question because yeah. it feels like a misplaced compassion for me because it's right. actually not helping. Yeah. But how do you handle non, non-Christian? They have no, they're like, I don't care what the Bible says. And I obviously want to raise my kids to honor the word because that is mm-hmm. the foundation, right. you know, for our home. But how do I handle when they have a friend who comes over? Like, how do you have relationship with people who see right. differently and, and not be like stuffing it down their throat? Like, no, you are a girl. But yeah. like, <laughs> why am I doing that? First of all, if I am, which hopefully I wouldn't say it like that. Yeah. Why am I speaking identity? How do I do that to someone who is not following God? Mm. That's such a good question. Yeah. And it's really hard. So let's just go ahead and say that. Yeah, because I know that people are going to tune into this podcast because they have that question yeah. and they want pastor to give an answer. Right. right. And I do too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it is simple, but it's not always that easy. Right. Like we, we don't have the formula. Um, and you just look at Jesus' life. Like right. he treated people differently yeah. in different situations. And we don't like that. Right. One, because it doesn't give us a formula. Mm-hmm. And two, it <laughs> yes. makes us feel like there, since there's no formula, I can't know for sure that I'm right. Yes. And if I want anything in this life is I want it's to be right. right. <laughs> be right. And then um, there was a third thing I was going to say. Now I forget it. But, oh, it doesn't come across as like fair. Right. It's right. like, well, not everybody's treated the same, which goes against totally the equality momentum yeah. of our culture, which becomes, which is actually like, no, we're actually not trying to treat everybody equally. That's yeah. not the highest goal. We're trying to love people. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a really controversial thing to say. And it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, what does that mean? And it's like, good question. Yeah. Let's talk about what that means and navigate what that means. So, okay, let's go back to your question. Yeah. I was broad for a second. <laughs> um, I think what we have to do first when the kid comes over or the brother comes and tells you he wants to be a girl now or, you know, yeah. like all the different situations. Something at school, yeah. Yeah, like we we have to start with our, we have to start back at our ground level and build mm-hmm. from there mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, emotionally, <laughs> relationally. Like, okay, what, do, where am I at here? God, I, I believe, I have my things I believe. God created everything. He created us to image Him. He created masculine and feminine. And then He created me masculine or me feminine. And it's like, okay, as a mom, when some kid comes into your house in that way, it's the neighbor's kid who's wanting to be transgender who you sort of have sort of relationships, sort of not, but now they're in your house and around your kids and all this sort of stuff. The number one thing you know for sure you're called to do, you're called to love God, you're called to love people, but you are called to nurture growth and life in others. Mm-hmm. And right. so the, the question is, okay, um, like I always say, Jesus has rigged the system mm-hmm. where we cannot follow him without actually walking with him. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, wow. Uh, Jesus, I need you right now. <laughs> I need you to show me how to do this right now. Right. How do I nurture life and growth in this child right now? Yeah. Like not the next hundred steps. We're talking about right now. Exactly. How do I make this a house where when they step into this house, they're experiencing the nurturing of Jesus 
in the nurturing of God. And as a, as a father in that right. house, how do I create my house to be an environment where people can thrive? And like, that's going to have a lot of different answers in a lot of different situations. And I just think God is with us enough and the Holy Spirit is in each one of us so that he can empower each one of us in those situations to do that. Right. God did not put us on the earth to do what Andrew said to do in that situation. God put us on the earth to follow the Holy Spirit in those moments and believe that if I obey Jesus right now Mm -hmm. and the word he is speaking to my heart right now, he's moving in power and it's going to matter. And so that's, I think that's what we do. Like we have to walk with Jesus. We have to live holy. Like we, that's why we can't compromise in our houses. Like when people come into our homes, it should feel like another world, Mm -hmm. period. That may bring discomfort, that may bring freedom, that may bring questions, that may, but it should feel like another world. So I am not responsible for everybody feeling great. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for being holy. Right. And so like, it should feel like something for any of us. If right. we come to church with sin in our lives, it should feel like something. Totally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, it should create questions. And so anyways, I'll let some follow-up questions come from that. But one thing I will say real quick is just in having different conversations with some people who are navigating this or have navigated this in the past, one of the common threads, and, and I've heard them say this to me, just even from their perspective, this isn't just my take on it. Um, part of the part of what creates so much room for confusion is lack of strong examples of right. truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and great. like yeah. one person specifically was like, as we were talking through some of this a couple of weeks ago, she was like, there was no there was no man in my life to model that. Mm. And it just from there I just like there was no there was no ground to stand on right. so I just looped in confusion and then people told me to run with it and here we are. Right. And so we have to be confident in the in God mm-hmm. that when I live as a witness to yes. Jesus it's doing something. It matters, mm-hmm. yeah. And nobody owes me anything. So I don't need anybody to agree with me. I don't need anybody to admit they're wrong. I don't need anybody to hear from me that they're wrong. Like right. I am here to lay my life down for you to encounter God. Right. That looks like a lot of different things. And that's why we're all responsible yeah. to walk with Jesus. Yeah. In the moments. Yeah. That's I don't so know. What good. do you think about that? Like, cause it's like yeah. a good answer, but not a good answer. No, it's a good answer. I, <laughs> I, I like have high alert. I just don't want, I don't want to be pompous in my religion. You know, yeah, like, totally, so totally. all of this, the, to me, like, the belt that I have mm. to wear all this with is just humility of saying mm. like, Ooh. my experience is not your experience. And mm. I know there are people who have been late, like you're saying, laden mm-hmm. with hurt. And that's where I love what you said about the safe place. Cause I think about our homes or even different guys throughout college that would treat me with such worth and value. Like I was obviously dating Chad the yeah. whole time and his friends, the like mm-hmm. speaking identity over me that yeah. created, and my dad was awesome at this too, but creating yeah. that safe place where I felt free to right. be whatever kind of woman God made me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all of the like, the things that I didn't have that I thought I should have, especially like a Baylor, like mm-hmm. in a sorority, you know, it's like totally. that, like, oh, how am I supposed to look or be? And yeah. to feel safe to just be myself. Mm-hmm. That to me gave me a picture of manhood. I don't know if that yeah. answers the thing. No, I think it's totally right on. And we have to be confident in that. We have to own that with right. boldness, with humility and with boldness. Yes, yeah. Like yes. holy, that's like to be holy. We we If we're going to be holy, we have to be both humble and bold. Yeah. Which is humble and saying, child, come into my house, person, you owe me nothing. Right. I am here to lay my life down for you, right. which means I am going to be myself and yeah. I'm going to be a godly woman in this house. 
And I'm going to believe that when you see that, it's going to move your heart. Yeah, it'll call because you it higher. does to your exactly like you're saying. Exactly. Like, when you see a man be a mm. man, and you just know he's being a man. As a man, it makes you want to be more of a man, and as a woman, it makes you want to be more of a woman. Yeah, it just does. And same right. thing for a woman. When you see a woman be a woman, as a man, it makes you want to rise up and be a man. Exactly. And as a woman, it makes you want to be that woman. Mm-hmm. And so most of the, so much of the confusion is fueled by decades of confusion yeah. and people not being bold and saying and demonstrating what men and mm-hmm. women look like. And so there's no good examples to look at. Mm-hmm. So it kind of cre- it, it adds yeah. to the confusion. Which is both inside and outside of the church, there's mm-hmm. confusion. We yeah. had a question sent in from somebody that said, there's so much confusion and hurt around the roles of specifically women in the church. The command mm-hmm. is that wives submit to husbands, but not to all men. And Andrew mentioned that women are equal to men, but different in different roles. But why has the church gotten this so wrong? Why is there so so much confusion mm. and we touched on that a little bit but i think it i think it would be good to point to that again like why why is there confusion in the church around this and we're mm-hmm. like hey we have what the bible says mm-hmm. why have we messed this up oh man yeah it's a good question um so answer that one yeah yeah i will watch no <laughs> <laughs> um be part bold. of part of the re- like we get stuff wrong because we're human right yes. that's that's one of the reasons we get stuff wrong so there's that yeah. big broad category. Um, secondly, we can also have a tendency sometimes to say somebody got something wrong just because they disagreed with us, right? Which maybe they did, maybe they didn't. And so I think both are even when you come to women's roles in church and yeah. all that sort of stuff. There's some stuff that's been done wrong for sure, mm-hmm. and there's some stuff that there might actually just be legitimate room for conversation about things. Yes. And when you mix in, maybe somebody didn't say it right, mix in with, maybe I also have a little bit of pride in my heart. Right. Mix in with, there seems <laughs> to be kind of some room in scripture to sort of to discuss about this. Mm-hmm. Then we start labeling, people hurt me. Yeah. This went right wrong. Away. You're right and I'm wrong and all this sort of stuff. And instead of being like, oh, okay, like let's, let's not have that conversation that way. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I think it's good. It's something I, you know, wrestled with. Even like speaking at church mm-hmm. here, it was like, yeah. well, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and just having um, having the freedom to say, if I were under a pastor who said, I don't believe women should preach on stage, like, could I submit to that and just mm-hmm. say, like, then I don't need to. Or I can find a church where, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's yeah. like it like leads into all of that. Yeah. And if I felt that, I think as a woman, if I felt in the church that women were being demeaned, I don't think mm-hmm. I could stay there very well. Yeah. Well, and then there's the, that's the conversation. Like, what does it mean to be demeaned? Yeah. Like, the, so we have the, we, we land on women can preach, you know, and it's awesome and it's great. And there's a lot, there's a whole conversation behind all that. Right. But let's say we were on the other side of that mm-hmm. or whatever. Let's talk about people I know who lead churches who, who think, no, I, I think that scripture is clear that women shouldn't preach. It, that's not necessarily demeaning. Yeah. It, the, where that's coming from is saying, no, we, think the Bible's made this clear and that therefore it's best for everybody and that men are called to specifically serve in this way and women are called to serve or not serve in these other ways. And it's not, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's just, we're just doing what God said. And so it's not like women are bad and therefore they can't preach (laughs) or women are weak and therefore they can't preach. It's more the mysterious thing. Like, I'm not totally sure why, but it it seems clear to us that this is where it, Mm. this is where it goes. So like, 
it, it's it's not it's not coming out. It's not it's not a demeaning thing. It's just saying, yeah, we're different. Yeah. And so you can disagree with that, right? Yeah, and, sure. And I would and I would say, okay, I disagree with that, but that doesn't mean I have to look at that person and say, and you also don't like women. Yeah. Which is what we're really good at doing. Totally, it's in like the church you disagree with culture, me, which means therefore you, you don't me. like people. Right. Yeah, you're like, wrong. And okay, so this goes into all the. It's like we yeah, don't. You don't affirm homosexuality, which means you hate gay people. Yes. And it's like, well, let's do go there. So we've talked yeah. a little about gender, sex. We'll take a couple more minutes to talk about just this because I let's think this is an Im- this is an important question to me. Yeah. Is homosexuality and I think this gender issue um, is not harming anyone. Let's say that. Mm, Let's say, you know, like if it's love, then why are we, why do Christians have to like stir the pot and make Mm. everyone mad and hit each other against each other? If he wants to be a girl and like he's going to be happier, the world will be more peaceful. His parents are willing to accept it. Why are, why Mm. do we have to get on our high horse? Yeah. Read the question. Somebody sent that question. I got it. I got it. And yeah. 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 It says, if sins are things that hurt yourself or others, like murder, how can celebrating love be a sin when it isn't hurting anyone in relation to homosexuality? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so great. Um, to build on what at least we've been talking about, the, I would disagree with the definition of sin from the get-go. Right. So the, the logic of the question I don't follow. Sure. Sin is reflecting our own image instead of God's image. Mm-hmm. So that's what sin is. So anything we don't do, anything we do to reflect our own image or reject reflecting God's image right. is sin. And sin, the wages of sin is death for mm-hmm. me and others. So this goes, homosexuality goes against God's image. So therefore it's sin, therefore it hurts people. Right. So that's, I think the perspective is like, I disagree with the linear- The premise. Yeah, the, yeah, the premise of the conversation that this doesn't hurt anybody. It's, if it's sin, it hurts. I know. It's just so hard. So, like you and I talked about a lot of like a lot of examples of people who've had someone they love struggle with yeah, 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 like, yeah, totally. you know, and, and then they inevitably begin to say, Well, I love this person. It mm-hmm. is not hurting, so I'm going to affirm it because mm-hmm. it does seem more loving. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, ew, like it seems so not loving to say right. that mm-hmm. it is not it is a sin. It feels scary mm-hmm. to say that. Totally. Yeah, it's hard. Like yeah, I'm not like I think I think these things are clear, <laughs> but they're just hard. Yeah, exactly. and so when they're hard, we make things unclear that God has made clear, and because we want things to be easy. Yeah, and that goes back to our suffering thing. Like this is part of suffering is like standing for righteousness. There's an element of suffering to that meaning. Like I'm gonna have I'm gonna hold to these convictions that's gonna offend somebody because they misunderstand me. Yeah, well, even the Bible the itself guy. can the have, bi- like David, like having a lot of wives and Solomon. Totally. I'm like, that, right. he's like a man after God's heart. And yet he right. had like, like, he didn't treat women necessarily well. Oh, 100%. And here yeah. we're like, you but know. that doesn't make him right. Right. You know, I think that's like, mm-hmm. we we get our thought processes like jacked up. It's like, because people will say like, well, there's polygamy in the Bible. It's like, yeah, and it was a huge problem. Right. It like, messed up David's life. Yeah, like, exactly. That's why like, it totally screwed people over. Downhill. So what are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah. Or like, there's, all, you know, right. there's rape in the Bible. It's like, yeah, and it was awful. I know. I think, okay, so you this, know what I, mean? I think the question for me here for you, for many okay. people, is the biblical formation. When yeah. you see stuff like that in the Bible, mm. I want to be formed by it. Obviously, I'm not like David a lot of wives, so I will too. Yeah. But like sex, gender, sexuality, where it's broken in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes the Bible that much better. 
because it's like, oh, this isn't full of superheroes who never did anything wrong, and yeah. of course God used them. Yeah, that's the whole point of every single thing in the Bible. Right, is God has set an, has set out an ideal, people break it, and God, in His ridiculous, outrageous mercy, still calls people up into the things that He's called them to do and uses them. And then you look at, you got to look at the outcome of it, the fruit of it, the response to it. So you look at Saul and David. Saul was a joker and screwed a bunch of stuff up and never repented. And that's why he got the kingdom taken from him. David was not a man after God's own heart because he was perfect. Mm -hmm. David was a man after God's own heart because he set himself after the heart of God, even, even when he messed up. Right. And he still didn't do everything perfectly. Right. And God still used him in his grace, not as an affirmation of David and all of his decisions, right. Right. but as a testimony to the grace of God. And it's the same thing in my life and in your mm-hmm. life and your life. God uses us, and every day we are doing things that he would not affirm of. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. And he's, and it's just his grace that he would lead us to that. So we're called to have a heart of repentance and mm-hmm. humility. And that's where yes. David did something right is— he after the Bathsheba Uriah thing, what did he do? He he, he got broken before the Lord, yeah, and he still received doing. lots of terrible consequences for his sin. But right. he did receive mercy, and so even that's a whole other thing. Like, right. well, if God's going to forgive us, then so what? Well, there's still wages to sin. The consequences of sin is still death. There's still consequences for our sin. God will forgive us, but there's still consequences for things yeah. that hurt us and other people. And so it's. When we, when people try to paint it as a picture that like nothing, it doesn't matter. I just am like, well, okay, if we're gonna have the conversation that way, then we're just gonna disagree because I think it does. It, I, as as I when I look at the Bible, right. it's sin, and therefore it does matter. So I I can't answer the question in that form to right. say, well, if it doesn't if it doesn't hurt anybody, why does it matter? I think it's a wrong question. Yeah. So I, so I can't. All sin hurts. Yeah, it's like, well, it, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It's not hurting anybody. Okay, disagree. I, I, not because I, that's what I think, but yeah. the Bible says it's it does pretty hurt. clear about so that. We, so I don't know how to answer the question in that context. Mm-hmm. And so I think as biblically formed people, we have, this is part of the being misunderstood thing mm-hmm. that like, because what I just said is going to be unsatisfactory for some people. Totally. Because like, well, we can't disagree. We have to, we have to like, we have to have buttoned up answers. And right. it's like, no, you, nobody, the Bible never tells you to have like, answers that everybody loves about yeah. stuff. Like Jesus got killed because they were like, are you the son of God? And he's like, you said I was. Right. And like, well, so are you or aren't you? <laughs> right. And then he's silent. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And he was never like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, really, I am. No, I am. I don't want you to be mad at me. I really am. Right. It's like, no, I'm just going to. Yeah. You can make your decision about what you're going to do. Mm, that's and that's where we have to be free as people. And that's actually the key to loving people well. Exactly. Is is, is understanding and living in a way to where nobody owes me anything. Mm-hmm. When, when you don't owe me yeah. agreeing with me or liking me exactly. or understanding me, that's when I'm actually the most free to give you my whole life. Mm-hmm. Because I have not, like, I don't need anything from you. I can just give you my life. Yeah. And if you crucify me, then you crucify me. Right. Like that's the model of Jesus. And and as we navigate this with people, that's where we can do it. And whenever if we if we get into the conversation with someone, it's like, is this a sin? It's like, yeah. And it's like, well, are you saying this? Like, I'm not saying anything. Right. I'm 
I, I have given my life to God right. and been born again and so and completely submitted to him. And so I'm trying to live my life in that direction. And you asked me, not my opinion, this isn't my opinion. Right. This is what he says. And so like it is. And it's like, well, so does that mean I can never change? You know, because that's where everybody goes is the, so that means, and right. they just start saying stuff or so does that mean, or so then you, and it's like all this list of things. And it's like, well, this is actually is not about me at all. Right. You, you don't have to not be gay for me. Right. Like, I love you. You, you. you don't owe me anything. Right. Like, this isn't about you and me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, it's good. Yeah, it's sin. So let's like, so if, so we can all humble ourselves and come to Jesus or we can stay pride and prideful and reject him. That's, that's your decision. Just like right. it's my decision. It's on the table when for I, everybody. When I'm right. greedy or arrogant or love money or all these sort of things, like I have a decision to make. Right. Am I going to submit my life to Jesus or am I going to live my own life? Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with Sam Best mm-hmm. if he's the one who calls me on it. You know, it's right. like, okay. And, like, and the best way Sam can call me on it is like, bro, I don't need anything from you. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Like this, is, this isn't going in the right direction here. Mm-hmm. So I love you enough to tell you, you know, and, right. and obviously this is a relationship and all these things can get complicated. When do sure. I say it? When do I not? And all of that kind of thing. But I'm just trying to help us yes. navigate this stuff more freely because it gets simpler when we realize we are dead to the world. Right. Everything gets simpler, not necessarily crystal clear as or far easy. as how I handle every situation right. or easy, but we are biblically formed people. And so what we are talking about is not all the walls and the roof of the house. We're talking about the foundation of our lives here. Right. How are we, what is the foundations we're standing on? And mm-hmm. these are just basic things. Mm-hmm. Right. God's in charge. I'm not. I'm submitted to his word. <laughs> yes. I died and came to life in Jesus. I am dead to the world. My life's going to be over soon, and I'm going to be responsible to Jesus and Jesus alone because he alone is my judge. No one else will be at that yeah. judgment yeah. to give their opinion on me. Right. Like, I will not be at anybody at else's judgment to give <laughs> yes. opinion on them. I will be naked before I will be naked before Jesus and he and I will be with him. It's like, okay, that's the context we're working right. with here. Exactly. So it's good. That leaves room. So go fight for, everybody. Oh, yeah. just I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's exactly not the, the point exactly of Exactly the opposite, actually. Thank you for that demonstration, Karis. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. So good. But it's just, it's just good to realize, like, mm-hmm. if we actually need to be reminded of the things we say we believe. Yeah. And when we do, it doesn't make us more right. It just makes us more free. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so good. That you hit the nail on the head right there. Yes. Exactly. Let's not be right. Let's just be free Yeah. Mm-hmm. and unapologetic with the fact that we we believe the Bible. We want to right. live biblically formed yeah. lives. Totally. Yes. And, so and then, that we believe it. I'm like, I believe I, I believe this would benefit you to live a biblically formed life too. Yeah, not and I love you perfect. enough to, <laughs> to tell I, you. I love people enough to not compromise yes. on convictions. Yeah. I I love you enough that I will I will be open to the possibility that you will hate me forever because you misunderstand me. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't willing to compromise just because I got nervous mm-hmm. or I got scared right. so that I'm willing to be that person that showed you love even when you didn't want it with my mm-hmm. countenance and actions and all of this stuff and demonstrated the truth of God of my life. Even yeah. if you run away from me forever, I'm okay. I would rather 
that be your taste of me than right than me than your your taste of Christianity right. or me yeah. being like yeah whatever no big deal right you know right. it's like no it does matter and mm-hmm. I'm gonna do unto others as I would have them do unto me if something matters in my life I want somebody to tell me enough love me enough to tell me that it matters right and like and not be scared of me for their own sake you like it's it's ultimately so selfish for me to right. compromise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, I want you to like me. So I'm just like not going to live a demonstration mm-hmm. of freedom. Mm-hmm. Because free. so it comes back to the house. How do we lead our, how do we lead our homes and our kids? And yeah. like this, this is why we have to, it's why I was at the end of the message talking about like, we can't afford to compromise because we can't compromise right. our witness. We, we have to understand we are a people. We are the people on the earth called to demonstrate right. a, a, kingdom that is not of this world that should feel out of place that should cost something yeah that should take work that should not be that easy you know Mm -hmm. like so back to what we talked about weeks and weeks ago like if if you don't feel like you're fighting the current of culture you're probably not right it's that obvious you know which is good in that sense like kind of annoying but i wish it was easier but it's not so here we are (laughs) you know um so I am going to confidently grow as a man of God who is a man of God in my marriage, who's a man of God in my home, who does my work as a man of God, who leads this church. I'm going, I'm going to confidently and uncompromisingly move forward yes. in those things. And my responsibility is to do that before the Lord mm-hmm. and to do it in a way that is loving, meaning nobody owes me anything. I'm free. Right. You know? So like I am going to live as a witness and I'm going to do that uncompromisingly. And I'm going to do that making sure that like along the way, nobody feels like they owe me a darn thing. Right. They don't. Right. You know? That's so good. Yeah. I think some closing thoughts, final thoughts from me that you Mm -hmm. can respond to is people who are actively struggling maybe with some of these issues within our church. It's good. Um, I, I feel like my heart is like, it is a worthy struggle to say, I feel more bent this way. Mm-hmm. Like this is a temptation I'm fighting every day and it is mm. not a worse temptation than someone who's struggling with looking at Great. pornography or someone who's struggling yeah. with anger. Yeah. But in the same way that we would submit to God, trusting that he's best, mm-hmm. right? That he has his best. So mm-hmm. when he said male and female in the context of marriage, one relation, like, you know, all these things, yeah. it's like, that is the best. Even when it doesn't feel like the best to me, Yeah, is trusting like my unseen self to an unseen God to like, to steward my life mm-hmm, and to right. say like, I'm going to submit to you mm. and I'm going to struggle this out. Like it's not yeah. a, it's not a just believe biblically and right. you'll be free forever. It's oh, like, yeah. this is yes. actually, you might fight tooth and nail until yeah. you get to heaven, but there will be a reward for you yeah, it's for worth the fight. For. Like he understands when, that I wasn't wired to crave this, but someone else might be. And it is, he is going to reward their obedience, you know? So good. I mean, let's talk this out, even if it takes a few more minutes, because yeah. I think this is a whole different side of the conversation that yeah, has good. to happen. I'm yeah. so glad you brought this up. First of all, I agree with everything you said, 100%. Yeah. It's so good. And um, for anybody struggling with yeah. any of this stuff, we uh, going back to the message, what's the brokenness we're talking about here? You know, that that, defi- that defining is like brokenness is anything that's not lining up with what yeah, God's outlined. Exactly. Broken, sexual brokenness is not just homosexuality totally. or it's not just transgenderism. It's not just these other things. Right. It's anything outside of what God has designed. Mm-hmm. So um, 
well, I was born this way. You know, I was born, I'm a man, mm. I was born attracted to men. It's like, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't, that, that clarifies your fight. Yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't change the truth. Right. So like everybody in church has heard my testimony. Like I was mm-hmm. addicted to pornography for years. I was born that way. <laughs> that doesn't make me right. Right. You know, and so it's the same thing as somebody exactly. like, so my struggle, my fight was, coming back to God's design yeah. mm-hmm. and submitting to that from yes. one angle. Mm-hmm. Somebody else's maybe same-sex attraction fight is the same fight from a different angle. I am fighting to get back to God's design. Right. I am fighting to submit my entire life, even when it doesn't make sense, when I don't understand it. I'm fighting, and I am, I am taking up that fight right. to get back into God's design because I am walking out my repentance I'm walking out my sanctification. Yes, I'm yes. walking out my submission to God. Like he's bigger and more important than me. This life is not about me. Right. And this life isn't about my sexual desires. And this life isn't about my questions and confusions. My life is about walking with Jesus, knowing him and being a witness of him to the world. Right, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a very so, real cost. Like what for when we are everybody. presenting the gospel, I think we need to understand like we are not presenting a white picket fence, make your life the best. It's like <laughs> you actually it's like Christian on the Pilgrim's Progress, like he's a burden. Like you're carrying the burden so of good. obedience. It's it. It's so good. It's so, true. so like to talk about the things people don't want to talk about, you know, it's like that fight does not guarantee that you're gonna end up married with kids. Yeah. It doesn't. Right. You, Nor is that the goal. Like it's not the point. That's right. not the promise. Yeah. The 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 goal. Thank you. The goal yeah. is reflect Jesus. Yes. Walk out sanctification. Live as somebody who's submitting their lives to Jesus and going exactly. about it along the way. So just like masculinity and femininity, maybe yeah. has had some things added on to it, and that have been understood as primary but aren't. Yeah. I think in the same way, the Christian life has had some things added on to it yes. as primary that have, right. that happened. Yeah. It's like no, being married and having kids is not is not the inherent right. What, what, I don't know. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The so end like, all. Yeah, of our and Christian so like experience. so it was like somebody asked about um, intersex people mm-hmm. yeah. or people who are same sex attracted, and it's like I can't, I can't, I can't get. Um, maybe like I'm not at the point where I could actually be married to somebody of the opposite yeah. sex. Like I can abstain, right. but I can't take that next step. And it's like, okay. That's okay. It, it may not be what you want. Right. Yeah. Maybe, and so let's let's keep walking the journey and see what God does. Right, totally. You know, and it's like, first of all, the road's not over. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so like there's that. Can we all, all have to be submitted to that. Yes. It's like, I've still got apparently another breath in me mm-hmm. and who knows what God's going to do next. Yeah. So, the the goal is to live holy. The goal is not as a same sex attracted person. Like you know, you're free when you get married and have some kids. And it's like maybe not. Yeah. Right. Like, you're just you're just living out a submitted life and a disciplined life to Jesus, just like somebody else is. Yeah. Exactly. Who's in all of their other things, whether it's mm-hmm. sexual or money or attitude or all these things. Like all we are it. we are we are being disciplined into the things of God as yes. sons, not as illegitimate children. And so like. We are accepting with gratitude the discipline of God into our lives because mm-hmm. it's the measure of his love towards us or the, the um, reflection of his love towards us as legitimate children of his that he would correct us and yes. shape us. And, and it's not us. my job to say, Andrew, you said you want it. Like if you were, mm-hmm. what, I mean, like it's not my job to give you my discipline from mm-hmm. the Lord. It's my it's job to, to encourage you in the mess of it and in yeah. the struggle of it and say right. like, 
I'm here to cheer you on. Yeah, right. Take totally. steps to obey God. Yeah. But it is not like you need to be at this point by this time for mm. me to know that you have arrived. Right. Ooh, that's and I think so good. I think we get uncomfortable sometimes with the <laughs> yeah. process of someone walking out sanctification as if we have it together, but especially mm. oh, in these overt yeah. things. That's good. And that's where I just I want us to like that humility thing of like, mm. ah, oh, I'm gonna walk big. with people. Yeah. It's gonna be hard, it's gonna be messy. Yeah. They're gonna get saved. They might have a fallback moment. Right. I'm gonna be there to right. speak the confidence of God back yeah. into them. And into, like, cause I'm gonna need it, you yes, know, in the middle totally. of my own junk. Totally. Yeah, we're so, and, and, it's and, so important. The, the family of God is yes, so important yeah. to, uh, in, in making it, yeah. in running this race mom. well. And, and I always say to our oldest, like she'll try to parent the other kids. I'm always like, hey guys, they have a mom. Like she has a mom, yeah. you know, and like I can handle it. And yeah. I feel like the Lord would like to say that to some of us. Like he has, he has, he has a God. God. He, he has, has a God. God. Like, you don't need to do so it. Good. He's that got a Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's so good. So how do we do it together in the journey? And yes. It's like, well, okay. Like, With let's, humility. Well, let's be, we need to be, if, if we're in this, if, we're at, if our hearts are actually in this, then that means we are mutually submitted to God, mutually submitted to each other yeah. and mutually aimed toward progress for right. the glory of God, yes. exactly. which is you should keep me accountable, not because you're my God, but because I want to live for God. Yes. Exactly. And so I may be- Because I'm likely to forget that yeah. that's my goal. Yes. And I'm like, and oh like, wait. I'm on the journey for sure. And so yeah. maybe the goal isn't some other thing, but I don't know where the end game is, but I mm. always have a next step to take. Yeah, Everybody know? does. And so and we all do. Yeah. And so let's all take that step forward. Mm -hmm. um, that's so good. Yeah. I, I was praying yesterday. I felt like, and this is like maybe, but for everyone listening, just like I was praying that song, give me oil in my lamp. And mm, like just yeah. realizing like I run low a lot and mm. I need mm. friends to put the, <laughs> their oil in my lamp, it's even though it's good. not really the parable. Yeah. And I need the Holy Spirit too, because I want to stay burning and we tend mm -hmm. to burn out. Yeah. So yeah. as people are running this race, even so here. Is. is there any question we haven't hit yet? I want to make sure we, I know we're taking obviously a long time here. The intersex one, that's an interesting question. Yeah. What was that? What, it, read it. Just say, what does the Bible say about this? Mm. Yeah, so that's an interesting question. I am not an expert on yeah. uh, hermaphrodites and intersex people and how all that goes. Strange. Uh, yeah, shocker. Um, so the little understanding I do have is mm -hmm. that uh, I, it seems to be that it's a, um, extremely rare that right. there's not a still some clear biological right. like dominant hormone. Dominant like hormone that. or the chromosomes aren't obvious. The body may yes. look different there there may be bodily deformities but at right. the dna level mm -hmm. i don't know and again i'm not an expert not that not to say there's none right but it i think that most of the confusion circles around the body stuff right um and the the um yeah like the physical stuff not right. so much the dna level things and so i think ultimately dna would be the strongest telling of like sure. okay is this person a male or a female the the genitals may be mixed and all these kinds of things right. but there's still a dna level um so that's only to say i i don't know that there's actually um that that many instances of like there's like legit no way to know right um and i could be wrong about that either way um well assuming that there's the the dna is mm -hmm. clear then it's like okay then you live your life in that way. And and um, mm -hmm. and again, that's where it's like, God doesn't owe us a pain-free existence and we live in a sin and fallen world. And so like deformities and things like that are yeah. a part of life and that doesn't disqualify anybody from the things of God. Yeah. And everybody has their race to run. And so we live. Yeah. <laughs> we live for Jesus in that way, walking that out, knowing that nothing is owed. Even back to the example of like, nobody's owed... Um, 
family and all of these sorts of things. It's like, and I have a family. I'm not owed keeping it. Like things can happen. Accidents can happen. Like right. God, God is on the throne. Yeah. And yes. I have to submit my whole life to him yes. with my strengths, my weaknesses, my normalities, my my deform, my yeah. def, uh, deformation, the ways that might be deformed. I don't, deformed I don't know. You get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Deformalities. We'll run with that. So anyways, that would be, that would be my non-expert biological opinion, but more of a theological take on it yeah, is that we, regardless, we need to bend our lives towards the design of God. Yeah, it's good. I think we touched on the rest of them in cool. one way or another, as we've discussed. Thank you guys so much. Oh great yeah. Questions. It's a great place to land as we close in on 50 minutes. Uh, uh, podcast this is, this is really helpful. I mm. think no, it's great. Yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Karis. Yep. Yeah. And uh, for those of you watching or listening, uh, we'd love answering your questions and we'd love to uh, to receive those from you. You can send those in to info at antiochindy.com. That's our email address. You can email those to us for next week. Thank you all.